G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, you might have heard me mention that the Australian Christian Lobby is holding its national conference in Sydney. That's coming up on the 19th of October. The theme of the conference is not ashamed. It's being billed as a masterclass in standing boldly for your faith in modern Australia. The good thing about this conference is you can go and you can experience firsthand the outstanding lineup of speakers. And the speakers will include the keynote speaker, Dr. Peter Jones. He's the founder and director of Truth Exchange in the US. He's coming to Australia to speak to our Christian leaders about the challenges ahead and shedding light on the American experience around freedoms and sexuality and unscrambling the new world view. He is a long-standing academic as professor in Europe and in the US. His books include Spirit Wars, Cracking Da Vinci's Code, God of Sex, Stolen Identity, and One or Two. His most recent book is Who's Rainbow? Asking that question. Well, he's joining us on the line from the US. I want to say a special welcome to 2020 to Dr. Peter Jones. Welcome, Peter. Well, it's good to be with you. I realized when you uh, spoke about that it was Wednesday. It's actually Tuesday here. <laughs> right. It was a little bit of I a upset. With when you were going to call me. I always, uh, I always think uh, <laughs> when I'm talking to people internationally, uh, I try to make sure that those things are well and truly in place. But thank you very much, uh, even though we took you by surprise a little getting you on the line today. But Peter, thank you so yeah, much I'm for being a guest today. Tomorrow, actually. <laughs> Uh, Let me start with a fun fact before we talk about anything serious. Uh, The fun fact, you once played in a band with John Lennon. Uh, Have I got the right fact there? Actually, the fun fact is incorrect. I almost played in the (laughs) Quarrymen, which was the first band that John organized, but my parents wouldn't let me join it because they wouldn't let me go to dancers. And so, even though I was asked to play in the Quarry Men, I was not allowed to do it by my parents. So, I never did play in a band with John, but I sat next to him for five years in the same classroom, played music with him, and so got to know him quite well. Well, isn't it amazing what sort of different trajectory our careers might take if uh, some of those things had been different in those earlier years? Look, we are looking forward in Australia. No doubt, certainly those leaders who will be attending the Australian Christian Lobby Conference coming up on the 19th of October, you're going to be the keynote speaker. And in some sense here, uh, what you've been preparing for is to bring some wisdom to Australia based on things that are shaping in the United States right now. And we mentioned this whole idea of unscrambling a new worldview and bringing to life some of those things that Australian leaders will need to know as things tend to hot up over the coming times. 
How do you describe the sorts of things you're wanting to bring as a message to Australian Christian leaders? Well, you know, as I uh, follow the news, I realize that what has been happening is basically happening to Western civilization, which, of course, includes my own country of the United Kingdom and the United States and Australia. And I think I noticed that things are happening in Australia that are happening in the States. Um, I believe it was yesterday you passed a law, it may not have been yesterday, passed a law for uh, abortion right up to full term. And that has just happened in the States as well. So we're facing very similar kinds of events. But to put it in its context, I had never seen anything quite like what is now happening in what we would call the Christian West. I was raised in the Christian West, and that school where John Lennon and I went began every day with a prayer and a Bible reading. Now, the headmaster was not a Christian, but that's what we did. That was the Christian West. And later on in the 60s, as you indicated, things began to change. John Lennon, my friend, went east and spent time with the Maharishi Mahesh Yogi and became a Hindu and brought Hinduism to the West. And there have been a number of books written about the Hinduization of the West. I don't know how much this has affected Australia, but I wouldn't be surprised if the same phenomenon took place in your country as well. But this is changing deeply the way people think. And I like to call these two ways of thinking, namely the Christian way and what they call the pagan way, uh, oneism or twoism. Now, I get that from the uh, chapter of one of Romans in verse 25, where Paul, 2,000 years ago, describes precisely what is happening in our time in full force, namely that there are only two ways to be a human being. You either worship nature or creation, or you worship the creator. Those are the only two possibilities for all time, and now we're seeing in full bloom the worship of nature and creation in what was once the Christian West. That is the fundamental change that I see happening, and I can give you know details as to how that is happening, but the interesting thing is that it has actually been already described in the Bible what is happening now and is really the only possible way of being a human being. And so there's nothing really finally new. Well, I think listeners will pick up the profound thing that you are sharing here, that when we talk about the way that the worldview is changing, the culture is changing, you say there's a one-ism or a two-ism, and even bringing into the conversation something we don't often talk about, the way that Hindu religion influences our society here in Australia. And so where you've got the worship of the Creator, you've got the worship of the created. So an Easternization of the West. 
Same as a paganization of the West and the worship of nature. Uh, the idea that I guess when people are talking uh, in some sense on one particular dimension of climate change, that there is very much a worship of nature seen there. And, uh, and yes. that's no doubt uh, part of the way that things are changing because those are the symptoms of, of worshipping the creation rather than the creator. Is that, is that a fair way of summing up what you're saying? Well, of course, you can uh, you can study the weather and be a twoist as well as a oneist. So, I, I think the distinction there is that we so identify with nature in our day and age that we blame ourselves for what's happening, and we have no sense that there is a reality out there that we cannot control. We're quite convinced that we can control everything, which, of course, means that we identify with nature and uh, really identifying ourselves with divine power. And so I think that's what's behind the, the series of uh, climate change for many people. But uh, I do know that God is in control and that he has promised that he will never destroy the world again until it's time to do so. It brings into focus and into some sort of context here when people talk about the greatest moral dilemma of our day being climate change, when what I think people can hear in what you're saying is that culture change is very much the thing that is going to change our lives most over the times ahead. <laughs> That's right. The culture is popping up rather than, <laughs> rather than the weather. So the thing that, as I understand it, you'll be communicating with Christian leaders when you're here for the Australian Christian Lobby Conference coming up in just a couple of weeks' time is this idea that leaders, and we're talking to listeners right across Australia today, this idea of the need for discernment as times are changing. Mm. How do you suggest we deal with an issue like that? How do we be a discerning people as Things are changing so rapidly. Well, I've tried to be very simple by describing what I believe are the only alternatives for human thinking. And in that, I think there is the greatest discernment possible. Namely, that there are only two possibilities. We either see the world as independently of everything else other than itself, and thus everything is one. That's why I use the term oneism. And the thing that we describe about the world is that it has a material origin. There's no divine origin to it. So we've eliminated any creator from our thinking. That's oneism. But that's not discerning because when you think about it, the world is the most amazing place, and people are actually coming to see when they, be, when they want to discern that things are so complicated and so intelligently designed, think only about the chemical reactions in our own DNA, which uh, require incredible amounts of uh, intelligent decisions being made every second, and I'm reading now scientists who have discovered or have decided 
that Darwinism no longer works because Darwin was totally unaware of the complexity of uh, reality, and uh, random change cannot explain the chemical reactions in our bodies and how our bodies can possibly change. And so there is massive dissatisfaction now with the classic description of who we are and how we work and from whence we come. And these scientists are saying the only, and they've not become Christians, but the only answer is some kind of intelligent design behind the universe. Now, that is moving towards discernment, I believe, and it's what the Apostle Paul says. It's getting close to worshiping the Creator, not the creation. So, one-ism eliminates God. I love the way that you boil that down to very simple things that uh, all of us can understand. One-ism eliminates God. Two-ism includes the Creator. Is there hope in all of this? Because, you know, we can talk about these things uh, with the old expression, until the cows come home. Uh, And if we were talking about those things and just being commentators of what we're seeing as a downward decline in the world, is there hope in the way that we ought to look forward to things? Is there such a thing as a, you know, people talk about a post-secular age, uh, a a renewal and a revival of Christian faith or this idea of a twoism, understanding God as transcendent, as creator? Is there hope for us, Peter? You know, I, I tended to be somewhat uh, downcast about the direction of the West. But recently, I've been much more encouraged. What I've just cited to you, reading these uh, uh, scientists, makes me realize that actually the Christian worldview can come up as really the most intelligent way of describing the world. And there's no reason why we can't make a good case for this in the days ahead. And so I think we can show in our evangelism and in our apologetics that the Bible makes the best case for human existence and for cosmic existence. And perhaps we can convince some people that oneism is totally foolish. Oneism cannot describe anything. There's no source of an intelligence behind oneism All you have is matter, and matter can't create itself, and so you have no answer to origins. I believe that there may be a new day ahead of us if we can think seriously and with care about how we present the Christian faith, that people will start to be open. Now, the only problem... uh, Sorry, I've forgotten your name, brother. I'm Neil. Neil, the only problem, Neil, that I see is the mystification of spirituality that has come into the West via Hinduism and all these other oneist spiritualities. And people are getting uh, confused by this new kind of spirituality, and they want to go deeply into it. It's got no answer to these issues that I've been talking about, but I'm afraid they can fool people into thinking that all they have to do is continue on in their search 
for a, a spiritual essence in things, and they will discover the truth. I, I read a book called Enthralled by a woman, a psychologist, who joined a Buddhist sect, and for 30 years she uh, meditated with mindfulness meditation. And at the end of it, she said, I was losing my mind. I was insane. And she walked out because this mindfulness meditation on oneism, or what she calls rightly so, the non-binary, was destroying her mind that is able to think and make this distinction in a binary kind of way. And so she left the sect after 30 years to save her mind. And I think that this is another sign that the biblical worldview is really the only intelligent way of presenting to the world what its true source and meaning is. Well, Dr. Peter Jones, I think you've whet the appetites of Australians for your visit to the nation. You're going to be the guest speaker, the keynote speaker at the uh, International Convention Centre, Darling Harbour in Sydney, on the 19th of October. That's the National Conference of the Australian Christian Lobby. Let me just encourage listeners, you can get a ticket to go along to this. You can register, and if you simply go to the Australian Christian Lobby website, acl.org.au, I can tell you who else is on the the bill to be speaking at that conference. Rugby legend Israel Folau will be there. Uh, not only him, but Martin Isles, the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. You'll also be able to hear from Tanya Davies, who stood up to the New South Wales Premier over the recent abortion bill. Uh, you'll have the likes of Wendy Francis and Dr Stephen Shavura uh, with a brief history of how to change the world. It is going to be a very significant conference, and so for people uh, thinking of going along to that one, it is in Sydney, 19th of October. The website to go to to register is acl.org.au. And wonderful to hear from our guest today, Dr. Peter Jones, who's going to be the keynote speaker. Yep. I'm looking forward to being in your wonderful country again and uh, hopefully bringing some good news. Dr. Peter Jones, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.